We just witnessed a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. The Bismarck was jam-packed. You couldn't find the seat here. Matzik Tishabov, people coming to learn Torah. They felt like the whole day went by without Torah. Learning Torah. We are now repeating Shabbos' daf, history's daf. And this is a perfect time. If you miss Friday, you miss Shabbos, you miss one of these dafim, it doesn't matter. Just continue weiter. Go weiter. Wherever the daf is holding today, that's the daf you should be doing. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. Epstein. Le'ilu Nishmas, his wife, raised a gittel bas ze'ev, known as Rita. She was my neighbor. She lived in my building, two floors directly below my apartment. She's a woman who always had a constant smile. No matter when you saw her, she always smiled. She was nifter suddenly. She had the machla, but she got some sort of infection, and she was nifter within a day or two. And Dr. Epstein, who still lives in my building, donated $2,500 worth of Gemaras, Arsul Gemaras for the Gemara Initiative. If it's not for Sukkah, it'll be for the next Masech or whatever. But we saw a tremendous amount of success with these Gemaras. For $25, you could be kaino, you could bring a guy into learning. And we saw there was somebody here that came from London who received the Gemara. And he told me, I don't know why I took the Gemara. I could afford the Gemara. And in fact, since he received the Gemara, he already donated, like, I think it was $2,000 already to MDY. So he could afford it. But the Gemara chapped him. Something happened that he saw a free Gemara. People like free stuff. He got the Gemara, and now he's addicted to it. To the point where he went and he, he asked me if he could meet my wife. I said, okay, it was after davening, so we walked. We went to look for her. She was in the park. We found her. And he said, listen, I got the Gemara. I'm addicted now to the daf. Every single morning he traveled from Yerushalayim to hear, to hear the daf at least four or five times and he came to the Siyam. He says, this has changed my life. This is, he started in Yuma. So anyways, this Gemara thing is, is a very special thing. It's a big schos. So Reza, Gittel, Bas, Zev should have Aliyah's Neshama. There's another sponsor that I forgot to say. Hold on real quickly, sorry. Oh, here it is. Yosef ben Sara for Fuoshlema. Okay. Parnas Achaydash is by Michael ben Mela, in memory of his mother, the Varefega ben Shmuel, and father in law, Menachem Mendel ben Elchanan, and the Schos to make it to Umar Rosh Hashanah this year. So today's daf is daf Yud. And we're holding in the middle of a sugya. Oh, you know what? Let's do some emails because on Shabbos we didn't. This is from, I think I have to do this one. Oh, from Aryeh Schleider. Schleider. Shalom Rebelli. Enormous Akar Satoyi for your sheer and the incredible effort in putting it all together. Someone mentioned there's a screen showing we are up to on daf that's over here, like on our screen in the base measures. Any chance of mini version of that on the video where there is room? Any, anyway, the Clifford's Tower Massacre is fairly well known in the UK. However, there's a community again in Old York. Da, 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 they expelled. I've heard of the Cherim, but no Makar. Any of you ever heard of one? And he says, in English, the English kinas include a kina for York to hire him. Then he goes on to say, my three-year-old Shlomo David loves Yashir. He lasts about five minutes before he wanders off, but joins regularly. 
was very upset that I didn't take him to the Siam for his shear. Regards to Menachem and the other chevra around Revivim called Tov, Aryeh Shlita, gold is green, here he is with his adorable kid. So, beautiful. What's Nach? Huh? He's living in Revivim, that's what he's saying. He remembers Nachman and all those guys. This one is by Shmuli Hecht. Rebelli, I've been struggling so much. It's too much with enjoying, enjoying the sit down in front of the Gemara all my life. Thank you so much for all the work that you put in this shear and I have a huge school in getting Bachram that struggled with the same struggle that I did before I started with this shear, the sign up. And we're looking forward to the huge Seema Mitzvah. So he gets Bachram that are struggling to come. May I respectfully ask, as it's hard to hear you over YouTube. Only if my volume is loudest. Okay, we have some uh, audio issues that we are resolving and hopefully they're resolved. I'm sorry if I'm overstepping my boundaries. Da, da, da. He says, he's an American that grew up in Eretz so maybe I have a little bit of chutzpah in me. Keep up your amazing work. Yashikoyach, good Shabbos, have a meaningful fast. And one more from Avi Stochel. Stochel. Dear Abeli Shlita, thank you so much for giving a shir. Reb Nachman Seltzer taught me Nigunim for the Pesach Seder when I was in Shona Aleph in Oje. He's trying to say what kind of connection he has to this year. I learned with Ravi Tamar el the one who got a hundred on his test, on his Dirshu test, Bechavrusa in Yeshivas Tehillah Shloima. And I forgot his name, but one of the other members of the Shia lived in my grandfather, Marty Lerner, building on Habesar in Ramabachamish. And he taught me by Mishmar when I was in high school. I hope I didn't miss anyone. Being a part of Yeshir makes me feel like I'm back in Eretz Yisrael, although I'm in Queens, New York. Yeshir is really perfect for me. It makes me feel right at home. I was never, ever successful in continuing any Daf Yomi regimen for even two shirim. Baruch Hashem, I cannot have not left Yeshir. Chazer in the Daf, imagine that I'm hearing you teach me the Gemara. I never had a shir where I felt so good and okay with the little bit of battling that comes along with it because I'm now learning a Daf a day. And even the battling, is almenas lekayim is what we are learning. I'm going to attach some thoughts in sukkah. You can check them out at your leisure. I'm tremendously looking forward to learning through the rest of Shas with you with great appreciation and thanks. Avi is pronounced sto like stove and shell like cello. Sto shell. Yavaldik. Mark Ashkenazi asked an ounce. Tuesday, 2 p.m. in the five towns. Lunch and learn with Rebelli. I hope it's enough time for me to make my flight. Okay? I didn't know it's at 2 p.m. I was hoping it's going to be at 1 p.m. Mark, you hear that? We just do 1 o'clock? So I make my flight? I don't know what time my flight is. Okay. So, Rabbi, he's not on there. Is he on there? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's weekday in America. 1 p.m. He's not on? He's not on. Today is Daf Yud. So let's go. So Gemara says, we have four cases that they're not very big chidushim at all. Very easy to figure out yourself. How do you have a case where sukkah al-gabi sukkah, both of them are kosher? So the case would be that the bottom one doesn't have real schach. It's very lousy schach. The upper one has good schach. So therefore, the bottom one is not possible because of a sukkah tachasukah because it only, only has one schach, the upper one. And that's how the Gemara goes through. Now we're going to do the last two cases. How? What's the case 
that the bottom one is kosher, the upper one is posel. The bottom one has tzilosa meruba mechambasa. Vel yoyna psula, why? So the tachtoyna tzilosa meruba mechambasa. The bottom one has perfect schach. Vel yoyna chambasa meruba tzilosa. And the upper one doesn't have schach. So memela what? Look, in this picture. Lousy schach for the top guy. Only every other one has a schach. So chambasa meruba tzilosa. So this guy is posel. This guy is kosher because it has perfect schach. This is a very interesting halacha. What would happen if this top sukkah was above 20 amas? What would happen? It doesn't have good schach. So why is that a problem? Oh, because since it's above 20 amas, then the, the schach becomes posel. And now you're mixing posel schach with kosher schach, and that's posel. And what is the case that the upper one is kosher and the bottom one is posel? That is the classic case of a sukkah, tachas a sukkah. The case is where both of the sukkahs have good schach. So memelo, the bottom one, it says in the posel, you can't have a sukkah on top of a sukkah. That's the posel we learned. You can't be under two schachas. So the bottom one is 100% posel. But the upper one is perfect. What's wrong with the upper one? And it's under 20 amma. Great. And the upper one is within 20. Now what does it mean within 20, Rabbi Isai? So if you look at the picture, they did a great job. 20, where does the 20 start? Since the bottom one is possible, and I'm using only the upper one, so the upper one is 20 amas. It has its own cheshbet. It's 20 amma starts from its floor. Where is its floor? The top of the, the bottom one. You don't start the 20 from the bottom down here. You start the 20 from right over here. That's why this is a yellow line over here. You were here yesterday also, right? You weren't? I thought you were going to pull one of those yumush stick on me. I was here for 88 down. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were here. You are. By the way, Gershon said, I know, that's the other one. Gershon said he was here yesterday. And I want to tell you something that I said yesterday. In the Oilam like this, I'll repeat it. When I saw Gershon Ben Moshe here yesterday on Shabbos, he was sitting in his corner where he always sits. And that's the corner where he used to sit there during when before they moved the equipment upstairs. And they used to do all the videos. Blah, blah, blah. And you look at him, he's not really paying attention to this year. Because he can't. He's focusing on the video, and he's doing this, and that, and whatever. So I told him, I hope I'm right. I said, from the fact that he came on Shabbos, and there's no video, so that shows that Be'etzim, he wants to learn the shir, and he really wants to learn Torah. Just he can't. He, he's in charge of the tzibur, and because of him, everybody's benefiting from the video. So because Baruch Hu is going to consider the fact that, he's, that he came to learn Torah, when he could learn Torah, and he was learning, so all those hundreds and hundreds of days that he's been playing on the video, it should be Nechshav Kilu, he learned Torah. There's such a concept. I, got, I didn't make up the concept. I got it from the Chavetz Chaim, the guy, that if somebody works all day because he, he has to earn a parnasa, but when he has available time, he goes and he learns, so Kishbor says, okay, you know, the reason why he didn't learn all day is because he were tired of the parnasa. But when you have to, but when you go home and you watch a movie instead of learning Torah, then it's, it's a farfalan. So all those hours that you worked, you don't get tzachar for. But if you learn at the time, 
then all the hours you work, you get schar for as if you learn. That's the Chavetz Chaim, not me. All right, Zog to Gemara. Shita. Bottom line is, there's no big Chiddush here. Said the Gemara, Tachtoy Nekshera, Ve'elyoyna Psula Yitzrichlei. The case where the bottom one is kosher, this guy is kosher, because it has perfect schach, the upper one doesn't have good enough schach, that's a big Chiddush. Maybe one day you'll not pay attention to this case and you'll use the schach even though it's above 20. You see this yellow line? It's above the yellow line and then it's puzzle schach and you're not going to realize, you say, oh, last year I used it and I was able to use the bottom sukkah. It wasn't a problem. But this year you're going to forget that there's a concept of making sure that it's kosher schach on top. Even the little bit has to be kosher. In other words, it has to be within 20 amas. And it's above 20 amas, it's puzzled, and that's a problem. You're going to forget about that. We're not concerned. What does it mean, a sukkah on top of a sukkah? What does it mean? Does it mean literally, like this picture right over here, a giant sukkah, or even something less than that? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you what it is. No, the whole entire sukkah that you're imagining in your head is a flimsy tefach. Look at this. Nothing. Here's your little sukkah. Sukkah agave sukkah. This big. Why? We see the concept of a tefach creates an oil. It, it's, it's very valuable. This tefach is not a joke. This tefach makes all the difference when it comes to tumah. So therefore, it's going to make a difference when it comes to the sukkah. That what? Let me say about peh. And then we'll see. We actually learned this the other day, but here it is. The, it's beautiful. There are two halachas in Tumah. Here's the dead person in a garbage bag. Yeah, the mafia did a job on a guy, and they put him in a garbage bag, and the garbage bag is underneath the beam. So this is what happens. If the beam is more than a tefach, like in this picture, you see there's a lot of room here. So the Tumah has where to roam around. It doesn't need a break Break out. It doesn't, it doesn't feel claustrophobic. When Tumah doesn't feel claustrophobic, it remains in its place and it's metama everything. It goes underneath the beam, even to over here, and it's metama this Kli over here. You see how this Kli is next to it? Why is this Tame? Because the Tumah is in this entire area. What about a Kli that's on top of the beam? It's tar. Because the Tumah has where to go, it doesn't break out. But if you take this case, over here, the Tumah is very mad. It has nowhere to go. It's claustrophobic. And when it has less than a tefach, it breaks right through the beam. And it hits the Kli on top of the beam and makes the beam Tameh. And the reverse is true to the Kli next to it. The Kli next to it does not become Tameh. Because the Tumah doesn't roam below the beam. The Tumah breaks out and goes upwards. So two halachas are very important. They're two opposites. In this halacha, the Tumah stays underneath the entire beam, like an oil, a mace, like the entire room becomes Tumah if there's a mace in, the, in this corner, that corner is also Tumah. Why? Because the Tumah roams within it. But on top of the roof, remains Tahar. Says the Gemara, so since we see this idea of Tefach by Tumah, so we see the same idea, Tefach by Sukkah. Now what? That's a different far. we're going to get there. But this Tana, this, this, Ravuna, this Ambayra holds one tevach. Why? Because we see by Tumah that one tevach is enough. Tevach, tevach, virum, tevach, maybe satuma. What does maybe mean? That it travels underneath, like this. Maybe. 
It goes from here to here because it travels all underneath the, the beam. This beam provides a chatzitza, does not allow the tumor to penetrate. But if it's less than a tevach, like in this picture, so the tumor does not go sideways, and doesn't provide protection from anything that's on top of the beam. The tumor bursts through the beam, it's called tumor and it has nowhere to go, so there's nowhere to go. It literally flies out. And I'll mention this again here in Ramat Bechemesh, right in the center of town over here. So there's, a, there's an island of grass. There's, there's traffic on one side, traffic on the other. And if you look, there's a giant pipe, two pipes this big, maybe 12 inches wide, I don't know. And it goes like this. And the reason is because they found some kvarim underneath. And in order for the Toma to escape, the kvarim, they had to create a big pipe. And the Toma escapes through that pipe out. Otherwise, Kaihana would not be able to walk in that area. That's what they say. So, that's the idea. And that's why it had to be a tefach wide, this pipe. It's a very large pipe. You look at me like I'm crazy. You know what I'm talking about, those pipes on the grass? Across the street from the, the wine store, the flower store, those stores right over there. Look over there in the grass. You'll see, what? A little further down. But that, uh, between Yeish and Shafan, like that. Look over there, you'll see. Okay, fine. But it's not important that halacha. It's just cool that we learned that halacha. But the point is, tefach by tuma, tefach over here. Here, it's a little bit larger the sukkah, a little bit more. Four is fachim. What's the significance of four? When it comes to hilchas shabbos, a karmelis, it has to be four tefachim. So. A sukkah, in order to be a makam chashev, has to be four. Okay. Shmuel Amar, and Shmuel says, like what Hillel Abrams was trying to say a second ago, asara. And it actually makes a lot of sense what Shmuel was saying. That's why Hillel was able to come up with it on his own. By the time of the Shmuel, what makes a sukkah kosher? Ten tfachim. No, I'm serious. It's a good svara. How do you make a sukkah kosher? Ten tfachim. You need a minimum ten tfachim. And you're talking about a sukkah on top of a sukkah. So ten tfachim on top of ten tfachim. Where do you come with one tefach, four tfachim, says Zillah. Yeah, makes sense. But sherek hapsula. Machshir basoro. Hapsula basoro. Just like to make it kosher, it needs ten. So too, to make it a sukkah on top of a sukkah, you need ten. Tenan rebu doimer. Im ein di yurim bel yoyno. Antachtoyin kshero. Rebu that says, if nobody lives on the top one, the bottom one is kosher. Mayin diurin. What do you mean diurin? Literally, what? You rented it out to somebody? Eleven diurin. Mamish. Otu diurin kogarmi. Why is it important that people live there or don't live there? That's not something that we care about when it comes to the sukkah. It's never something mentioned. Does somebody live there? No. The worst comes to worst. What you meant to say is that is it physically appropriate for living or not. Meaning, if you're going to try to live there, are you going to fall right through the schach and break your leg or not? That's all we care about. Not that, are you actually living there? So there's two ways to do it. One is what I just said, that you fall through the schach. The other one is, how tall is it? Could you, is it, is it comfortable to live in? Now, if it doesn't have ten tzvachim, it's not comfortable. It's literally not, not Roy Ladiro. The Tanakama Savar, Avabishayru Ladiro Psula. 
So you're telling me that according to the Tanakama, you don't have to be able to live there. So that doesn't, it doesn't really jive. That's not the Pshad. It's not that it's tent Fachim. The Pshad is, is it strong enough? How strong is the Schach? Diuri means, could you physically live on it? Could you physically make a suuda over there without crashing through the Schach? So they could accept different things, furniture, karm, sasa, is then great. Then if it cannot accept anything, it's very weak. So the tachtoinik shira, then, then it doesn't pass to the bottom one because you don't have a real sukkah. As long as you can't live on it, then it's not a sukkah. And if it's not a sukkah, the bottom one is kosher. So Rashi goes into an interesting thing here. I don't want to confuse anybody too much. I'm just going to say it. That Shmuel is of the opinion, Right? He says this lashon. Why does Shmuel come up with ten tefachim? Because Shmuel says that the way I make a sukkah kosher is by having ten tefachim. So in order to make a sukkah pasul, I also need ten tefachim. In order to have a sukkah on top of a sukkah, I need one sukkah that's ten tefachim and another one that's ten tefachim. What? Oh, I see. If you, if you look on the screen, you'll be able to see the pipe that... How did you find that picture? That's amazing. Google, but, I don't know, okay. Google is from the top. It's also from the side. Very nice. Very chashev. What? <laughs> Very nice, Gershon. Givaldic. So, I see he's paying attention this year. He's paying attention. He's not paying attention. Okay, so, just Rashi sticks in here. So then he goes into the idea of that if you cannot live on the sukkah, so this you have to be able to live on it in order to make it possible. And then what Chachamim say, you don't have to live on it. So if you don't have to live on it, it just goes one step further. If you don't have to be able to live on it, then Chachamim are also going to agree that you don't need ten fachim. And if you don't need ten fachim, it's a kashan shmuel. Again, Shmuel says you need ten tefachim for the top sukkah. Why? Whatever makes a sukkah kosher, makes it possible. Then we take it to the next step. Well, it doesn't mean the ten tefachim sukkah, we're talking about a very strong schach. Okay, but then you also have to use the same svar, so Shmuel says you need a very strong schach and it's very weak, it's not a possible sukkah. And Chacham is saying, no, it could be a very weak sukkah. Oh, it could be a very weak sukkah? So there's no difference if it's very weak or nine tefachim. That's the same exact thing. Very weak means it's not a real sukkah. It's not kechsher kachpsula. So memela, it's also, it could also be kosher when it's nine tefachim. Well, so you see that somebody argues on Shmuel. Shmuel says you need ten tefachim, and Chacham say nine tefachim. Okay, anyway, Vaiter says in Gemara, which would also mean, says Rashi, that less than ten tefachim is also possible. So it goes like this. There are three categories here. There's the worst of the worst. Red, there's the best of the best green, and there's an in-between, nishtahin and nishtaher. Now what? If the bottom schach, the bottom sukkah is very, very strong, metal poles, not metal poles, because that's possible for schach. Schach, that's sideways. You have beams that are sideways. You can put 100 pounds on each beam. It's unbelievable. That's terrible. That is a sukkah that's going to make it possible because the schach is so strong, that's for sure a sukkah on top of a sukkah. Then you have a sukkah that the, the schach is so weak that if you try to put anything on it, you're going to fall into the bottom sukkah. 
according to everybody, that's not a considered a sukkah, and it's not a sukkah on top of a sukkah, and if it's not a sukkah on top of a sukkah, it's kosher. And then you have this in-between one, if you tiptoe and you make sure and you use this part of the schach, not that part of the schach, whatever it is, then you'll be able to get away. It's going to be the worst suda of your life because every second you're thinking that you're going to fall down and break your neck. So that kind of schach, it depends. Then we have a machloikas. You have to walk mamish over here, but not over there. But kids are, I don't know how it works. Then in between one is machloikas. Fine. Says the Mishnah. The official Mishnah is sponsored by official. This, mamish, I get excited when I start reading this Mishnah. Why? Because it's going to bring me to one of my favorite mices. Somebody ruined it. He says it's not even true. Okay. On Shabbos. He didn't want to really ruin it, but he ruined it. So if a person takes, how do you go from a, a blanket, on top, a sheet, on top of your sukkah to one of my favorite mices? You'll see in a second. Mamish in a second. A sheet is Mikabal Tumah. And if it's Mikabal Tumah, we learned on Yudalev, tomorrow's daf, that something's Mikabal Tumah is not good schach. So if you take the sheet and you put it on top as a schach, as to prevent the sun from coming in, or to prevent leaves from falling into your sukkah, you put it underneath the schach, then it's terrible, it's no good. Perzalus, Sadim Nechama. This Sadim, which is Mikabal Tumah. You put it so the sun shouldn't hit you. You're trying to use it as schach. You're trying to use something that's mikabel tumah as schach. Or underneath the schach to catch the falling leaves. Or he had a four-posted bed as so. Psula. For two different reasons. Now we're going into another halacha. A second ago we're talking about using schach as mikabel tumah. That's problematic. Now we're not talking about mikabel tumah. Now we're talking about what? Oil. Very good. This is a problem of oil. Being in t- inside a tent, inside your sukkah, which is a problem. And this we saw in Dafyud Aleph, if you watched Dafyud Aleph already. Naklita Amita is a two-post one with one post across, and therefore there's no roof, there's no oil over here, and that's fine. Says the Gemara. What? Who? No, 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 nothing to do with the Shabbos. It says in the Mishnah that you put the, the sheet there for the falling leaves. That's only because you did it for the falling leaves. But if you put up the sheet for the decorations, it is kosher. And here is the most amazing, I think. Why? Because this is the biggest Yisoyed in Yiddishkeit. One of them. That in Yiddishkeit, it's all in your head. You could take a sheet that's Mikabal Tumah and say, I'm not using it for schach. I am using it for decoration. And because you said so, it turns into decoration and it's not going to ruin your schach. But the same sheet in the same spot, but you say, I'm not using it for decoration, I'm using it to catch the leaves, that is Pasal Schach and it's also. Everything in Yiddishkeit, it's all in the head. One guy dives from an esra and he fakes and he goes like this and like this and this. He gets zero or whatever he gets. And the other guy, he has the proper kavana and, and his yaitza. So here comes this most amazing maisa. When I heard this maisa, I literally got chills in my body and I cried a little bit. It's a very famous story. And it's actually a book. It's a book. Somebody just brought me the book. It's called Chalot Barona Kodesh. I didn't read it. 
but I gotta, I gotta read this book. The story goes as follows. This is a time of the Arizal, and supposedly it's a true story. Although Rebecca Kamenetsky doesn't like the story so much. Ruined it. So what happened was, there was a rabbi that gave a speech. And he said that in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, there was a perfect story yesterday on the Churban Abayis, tonight, Motzei Tishabav. The rabbi said, look at this. We have the Churban Abayis. We don't have a Beis Hamikdash. In the time of the Beis Hamikdash, Klai Yisrael would make 12 chalois called Lechem Aponim, and they would give it as a carbon to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it was unbelievable. And today, look where we came. We don't have, we don't have this carbon. We don't have chalois. There was a shtickle amaritz in the crowd. He heard the Rav's drosha, and he got a tremendous chizuk. And he went home and he told his wife, listen, we need to start bringing chalas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. She said, what do you mean? She says, listen, in the time of the Bitsam they did 12. We're, we're also, we're going to do 12 chalas, and I'm going to bring it to Shul. I'm going to place it by the Aron Kodesh, and I'm going to give it to Hashem. Okay. She's... The wife of the Amaretz, no, no, no greater Tamil Chacham than he is. She said, tremendous, okay. So she started baking chalas every Friday. So first Friday, he takes the 12 chalas, he goes to the Arun Kodesh, and he says, I'm here with my carbon. I hope you take my carbon. I, uh, he puts the chalas down. And he goes home. He comes back for Kabbalah Shabbos, and he can't believe his eyes. Chalas are gone. They're gone. Because Baruch took the chalas. He comes home. Mom is jumping from joy. You're not going to believe it. Hashem took our carbon. And so the next week, she made chalas and he brought it down. And the next week, the next week. One week, he comes there with the chalas. And he's saying, Takush Baruch Hu, here, here's my chalas. Please take the, my carbon. And there's a tap on his shoulder. Turns around. It's the Rav. He says, Shodik, uh, what are you doing here? He says, I'm bringing my chalas to Hashem. So he says, chalas to Hashem? What are you nuts? Crazy? You don't know the halacha? You know, I bring a carbon bezman azet to Hashem. It's, what, are you, what are you doing? Carbon in, in, in the weekday in a, in a shul? So I said, I, what do you mean? I, I bring it every week and he takes it. <laughs> he takes it. Yeah, he takes it. Sure, he takes it. What do you, no, but I come here a couple of Shabbos. They're not here. He says, let's, here, come to the side. I'll, I'll learn a little with you. Some hilchas carbon bezman azet. And we'll see if somebody takes it. If Hashem takes it. So, so they go to the side. And sure enough, the, the door opens, and they look, maybe Hashem is coming himself to take the karma, and in comes the Gabai, he goes straight to the Aron Kodesh, and he takes the, the, the bag of chalas and walks out. This turns out, this, this guy was very poor, this Gabai, and he, he thought somebody's giving him an adava. This person was devastated, he couldn't believe it. Hashem didn't take, all these weeks, Hashem didn't take his chalas, Devastated, he went home, he told his wife the terrible news, we're not going to make chalas anymore, the Rav said it's us, sir. So the story goes that he, this Rav receives a, a letter. He, he receives a letter from the Arizal. And the letter says like this, Tzav lebeischa, take care of your, whatever you need to take care of, ki you're going to die tomorrow. How dare you the one person in this world that brought a Nachas Takash Baruch Hu through his carbon, yes, it was a mistake, but he thought it was a carbon and he said it with, with, with all his heart and his might. How dare you do that, Tashem? Take away his one Nachas, you're going to die. And sure enough, the Rav gave a speech that Chavez, he went home and he died. That is the story.
The point of the story is, whether it's true or not, they say, okay. The, the, the reason why some say, and I had the same question, sort of, I argued with Mecharusa, it was, it was something that was Oster, something that's Oster, does it bring Nachas Baruch Hu not? That's an argument. If somebody really means something that's Oster, but he really means it L'shma, 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 he thinks his, the thing that he's doing is Oster, but he thinks, he's eating Chazer and he thinks it's the biggest myth in the world, is that, is that a Nachas Baruch Hashem? That's the question. He thought it's Mahamish Mut, he's Amaret. Rabbi Kamenetsky holds it's not. Okay, fine. Regardless, the, the concept, the idea that a person, obviously we're not going to bring Chalas to learn Kaddish because it's awesome. We know it's awesome. And we don't want to imitate that guy. But each person in his own way can do something that's mutter, like learning Torah, Tishub of night, bring a sacrifice. You go, oh, like him, him, these are who else came from Yerushalayim? Different people from Ephrat. To, to, that's a sacrifice. It's not comfortable. It's not Kishmak. But you come and you do it. You say, this is my carbon. That's a card. But anyway, each person in his mind, according to the story, if it's, if it's, a, if it's a true story, it's beautiful. Baruch Hu, consider this guy's 12 chals. How is it 12 chals? The only nachas ruach that he had in that dar. It's unbelievable. Okay, fine. What? It's a nice story. Do we, do we repeat it? And we have to know that things that are asr are asr. Okay. We can we take the musr from it, though. Anyways, this idea, and we see it throughout chas that you could flip something in your mind. Your kavana can make a carbon puzzle. Your, ka- your kavana can make schach kosher. It's all in the head. It's going to get to every single part of our life. Says the Gemara Pshita, what's the big chiddush? It's not even a chiddush. It's not. It says before the Mishnah. It doesn't say you put up a sheet. It said you put up a sheet for one reason, to catch the falling leaves. Meaning if you put it for another reason, it's kosher. But I would thought that maybe even if you put it off at the court, maybe the mission was just saying something that's the regilos. It's very normal to, to put something up to catch something like this. That's what people do. What do people, why do people put plastics on? For, they, they put a sheet from side to side for decor? No, they put a sheet from side to side to catch the rain, to catch the this. That's what they do it for. Says Gemara, perhaps I have a riot to this idea. He put a perfect schacha, but he put, he wanted to put the core with colored linen, and he put up nuts, peaches, and pomegranate, and grapes, and like uh, uh, wheat, yenois, bottled wine, shmanim, bottled oil, uslasois, all the stuff that you bring in the base Hamikdash, he put it up and hung it from the ceiling of the sukkah. Now, by the way, I asked the Oilam, nobody, nobody's going to get it besides Tomer because he's here in Shabbos. You're here also, so don't answer. You were here? What's going on here? Why are you guys here twice? Go home, go to sleep. Go on YouTube for Chazar. Okay. Yeah. We have more people here that are twice that are here first time. But anyway, I couldn't believe it when I saw this because in my mind, this Paisik should be a Mako. But this Paisik, the, the question is, who is he? That's the, that's the, the trick here. Who, that's the riddle. Who is this Paisik? Multiple choice. This Paisik says that in order to put decorations that, you're, that are okay in the sukkah, it should be a decoration that you put in your house. 
and decorations that these swingy things that come up from China, especially the ones that are for Christmas and have little yashkis on them, do not put in your sukkah. They're, they're not good for sukkah. That's what he says. Multiple choice. Rebel Yashiv, Rav Shalom Zaman Oyerbach, Rav Moshe Feinstein. <laughs> Rav Moshe Feinstein, Rav Moshe Feinstein. Okay, fine. That's who it is. He says, no good. Also, the stopping man, you're not allowed to use benefits from, no, I'm serious, you go in Meisharim, they sell Christmas decorations, and people are buying it. They have no idea that it's, what Christ, they don't know what Christmas is, Baruch Hashem. They buy it. Right. They don't know better. They could buy them. Rabbi Lewis passing that Yushami could buy them and hang them up in a sukkah as long as it's not, uh, what is it called? The, the nativity? Uh, no, they have that whole scene. They have like nativity scenes. I hope they don't sell that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you're not allowed to benefit. So if you have a tremendous tie in the middle of sukkahs, you want to grab some grapes off your thing. You have an S-rig. You want to chop that S-rig. You need another S-rig. You cannot use it. It's on your sukkah finish. You're done. You cannot benefit from any of the fruit that's on your sukkah or the decorations that are on your sukkah. If you made a tnai, so I point, if you need to point out, Rashi points out, it doesn't mean you can make any type of tonight you want. There's one very specific tonight that you can make. And that is, I will not leave these alone. In other words, I am not allowing my decorations to be part of my sukkah and become Kaddish to sukkahs during Benishmashas. If you make that tonight, not a tonight that, hey, I'm boidal from it, but I want to use it whenever I want to use it. That's not going to be a tonight. That's not a good night. Because when you read the Gemara, you can think, oh, you can make it tonight. Oh, if I want to use it, I want No. You have to say specifically, I'm not giving it up during Ben Hashemoshes. So the Gemara says, Akopanim, you see from here that you're putting up these sheets. And it's okay. Says the Gemara, no. Who told you that the sheets look like this? Well, this is not the right picture, but, or the, this is a better picture. Who told you that we're talking about sheets this way? It says he puts up sheets. Perhaps the sheets are Minatsad. Let's see if I have it. Yeah. This way. The sheets are on the side. That's the decor that you put. And that's what you're not allowed to take off. But it doesn't mean that you're allowed to put sheets underneath your schach. So we don't have a raya. It's not a stira or anything, but we don't have a raya from the bride so that you're allowed to put sheets underneath the schach. Itmar. Noi sukkah, e So just in case you weren't here at Daf Yud on Shabbos, and you weren't here in Daf Yud Aleph on Matzah Shabbos, and this is the only daf you're doing. I have to say this, Seder Ayoyim. He's a Rishon. And the Rishon, Seder Ayoyim, says that in all mitzvahs, but he talks about sukkah. He says, this is the Iker part of the mitzvah. Remember this for sukkahs. You can make a sukkah in Shalom Yisrael, and you make a sukkah, you sit there, and you put beautiful things in the sukkah, you buy these nice pictures, and that is the Iker mitzvah, he says. That we're medactic l'noisa, we're medactic to make it nice, in, with everything. This is the Iker. It's the Iker in all mitzvahs. They should be happy in your mitzvah. So if it's sukkahs, you make a beautiful sukkah. And if it's Shabbos, you buy nice wine, nice flowers, 
for the th- whatever it is, anything that makes the mitzvah beautiful and better, if it's sukkahs, you buy a beautiful esrik, all these things. There's an Indian in doing, being, being mechav of the mitzvah, making the mitzvah nicer, as the Gemara says, a keli So, talking about the noyah sukkah, these decorations don't make the sukkah smaller. So, if you have a puzzle sukkah because it's taller than 20 amma, don't say that I put decorations. And now the decorations are part of the schach, and, the, and this part of the schach is lower than 20 in Memelo. The sukkah is kosher. It's not kosher. Now, what about a sukkah that's 10 tfachim tall? A sukkah that's 10 tfachim tall, and I put decorations on the ceiling, and now my sukkah is 9 tfachim tall. I'm, I'm prefacing this by the Gemara that we learned that if you have a sukkah that's 10 tfachim tall, and hutz in yardel Parts of the leaves come down. It's a possible sukkah. Why? Because it's a dira srucha. So what about this sukkah? The Gemara says over here that aimimatim besukkah doesn't make the sukkah less. Says Rashi, says Taisus, that if you make the sukkah less than ten tfachim, it's still kosher. Why? It's not a dira srucha. Dira srucha means I, I, I'm uncomfortable in there. It's, it's disgusting. It's hitting me in the face. This is beautiful. These are nice decorations. Whatever the smart is. We have to understand it better maybe. But that's what they say. And this needs explanation. Maybe that's what the picture was for. Yeah, this is. If I have a sukkah that's exactly seven tfachim wide, and I have sheets that take up a full tefach, let's say, now I don't have seven tfachim. So you don't have seven tfachim, I can't put a table in there. I have to have roishiv, rubai, vishul chanai. I can't fit a table. can't fit a table. It's not a sukkah. But if it's nine, it's eight tfachim, and I have to do the limbo, whatever it's called, you know that thing you do in a birthday underneath the room, and that's the only way I can get into my sukkah, I have to crawl on all four like this, oh, it's a kosher sukkah. I'm not exactly sure why. But as I should the Rashi. Says the Gemara, Minyamin, Minyamin, the slave, his garment got wet in water. And he put it on top of the sukkah. Take it off right away. People are going to come by and say, well, look at this. Ravashi, the famous Ravashi, the one who authored the Gemara, he, he uses Makabal Tumah on his sukkah. So the Gemara, everybody could tell that he's just using it for a laundry device just to, to, to hang out his clothes, not to use it as chah. I'm telling you to take it off when it gets dry. Not now. You're right. When it's wet, I'm not worried that people are going to think anything. But when it gets dry, take it off. Itmar. Ah. It's over here. That's why. We just turned to Daf Yudam and Bey, sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group. For all those who need Shiduchim, Refus, and Yeshua's, please join Tehillim.8mindaf.com. Hmm? Yeah. We'll do it on YouTube. Itmar! No Yisuka Muflagim Yimenar Ba! If the decorations are distant from the Schach for Tfachim, how many times have we gone into Sukkot? And we see decorations that are four tfachim away from the schach. Happens? No, all the time it happens. Rav Nachman Omar Ksheiro, Rav Chizdov, Rav Ravuna Amri Psula. The halacha is that uh, decorations that are four tfachim away from the schach are possible. So if that's the halacha, why do people do it? 
So one reason is because they're, they're not wide enough. The halacha that makes it possible is if it's four tefachim by four tefachim wide and four tefachim away from the ceiling. Nevertheless, the Maharil says you should not put any decoration that hangs from the ceiling and that's why when I grew up we were never allowed to put decorations hanging from the ceiling. Not like this. This, I guess, they don't hold the Maharil in this picture and many people don't. The Mishaburu brings him and he says he shouldn't, but I, I guess people either don't know about it or don't care about it, and they're not so marked. No? This is on the side? It's not going through? Uh-huh. It's going on the side over here and the side over here. See, it's very marked. You're right. Pictures. Although this picture, you should stop it. How's this? Looks a little bit in this. Right here. This for sure, you're right, is on the side. Okay, good. He did a good job. He's Makbid on the Mario. Okay. Says Gemara, So let's remember the names. Rav Nachman is the one that says that, that decorations that are distant from the Schach, Fort Svachim, is kosher. Rav Chizda and Rav Baravunu say, Puzzle. What's the story? Rav Chizda and Rav Baravunu say that's Puzzle. Iklu Lubeis Rish on Sukkot, everybody went up to see the Resh Golos, the head of, of Klai Yisrael. Agninu Rav Nachman, the one in charge of the Resh Golos, who's also the one who said that it's kosher to have decorations that are more than four Tfachim distance from the Schach, he put them in the Sukkah, the He kind of wanted to punish them. Maybe. They argue with him. They say that these kind of decorations are possible. So he puts them in a sukkah to sleep with decorations that are distanced from the schach for tzvachim. Ishtiku didn't say, they didn't say a word. It seems like you took it back. You agree with me. We are performing a mitzvah now. We are coming to see our Rebbe. And if we're coming to see our Rebbe, and this is where he puts us to sleep, that's it. We don't have a choice right now. We can't go somewhere else. And therefore, the fact that you put decorations on the top, okay, so we're sleeping in a puzzle sukkah. There's nothing we can do about it. But we hold that it's puzzle, but we're just potter today. So if you heard the Fyut Aleph, now you understand the Lishnah This is Shmuel Aleph. You get the joke? Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Beis. The first Shmuel says, Muta Lishan Bekila Besukkah. Dafiralov is talking about it doesn't have a roof and it's higher than the ten tefachim. Over here, you're allowed to sleep in a kilo in a sukkah, even though it has one tefach wide roof. A kilo, what's a kilo? Let's see if we can find it real quickly. It's the two posted bed. It's going to be the first. No? Okay, whatever. There's so much going on here. Here. It's somewhere in here. Oh, here, I found it. This guy. The two-posted bed. You're allowed to sleep in that. Provided that it's not ten tefachim tall. Then we had the, the Shmuel base is that it's not a tefach wide and it's more than ten tefachim tall. Over here it's tefach wide and it's less than ten tefachim. Mainly you're allowed to sleep in it. If you sleep in a kilo, you're not yoytze. So you have to say, it's talking about that's above 10. There's a Gavaldika picture. Where was it? Oh, 
There it is. Love this picture. I don't know why. It's a guy hiding under the bed, shlofing away. So, you're not sorry. If you've seen this picture, it's a very tall bed. The reason why he's not yoytze is because it's more than 10 tvachim. By the way, talking about oil, talking about this, let's say it's raining. Are you allowed to open up an umbrella in your sukkah? Is it oil? A weekday. Well, even the Shabbos. Shabbos of umbrella is not mokhtzah. It's we don't we don't use umbrella because of the uh, the what? No, because of the what do you call it? Those. Um, hmm. You're in the sukkah. Well, what do you accomplish sleeping under the bed? What did this guy accomplish? What did this guy accomplish? He accomplished everything. He's the to the mitzvah. This is not an oil. And guess what? The briskarov used an umbrella in the sukkah. Umbrella is not an oil. So he accomplished that the, it doesn't rain on him. He's becoming the mitzvah. I thought it's a fascinating thing. Briskarov used an umbrella in the sukkah. What? Would you wear a coat in your house? It doesn't mean that you have to do everything. So, huh? I think that's a Gaisha thing. I think it's a non-Jewish superstitious thing, yeah. No, because it's a it's a temporary oil. It doesn't do anything. You're not you're not oil kavua. You're in an oil kavua. A, a temporary thing. Let's say some some people say a hat is an oil, right? If it's more, we learned in Shabbos more than the devil, but it it doesn't passel the sukkah. It's a temporary hat oil in a in a permanent oil. I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there. Look it up. I'm not passing. I'm just saying. I I read that the briskarov used an umbrella in the sukkah. It might have been even on Shabbos. I don't know that on Shabbos is also. Because of the masculine, we don't use umbrellas on Shabbos. We're very, very mocked about umbrellas because they used to use umbrellas on Shabbos. So it became a whole thing you can't use. But no, when we were learning Shabbos, we learned that it's not, it's a, it's not a real oil. Or it's a, carrying, okay, yeah. Okay, but now you're inside a sukkah. There's no problem with carrying. Okay, so here's Kinoifes. One of these four legged guys. The reason why it's possible is because it's ten But that's not true. We learned something, maybe even the opposite. The what? This is an Akhleton, two post. Vikinoifas is four post. And we're going side by side. They're within the same category, just a different shape beds. One has two, one has four. But they're both the same halacha. That what? If you put it on top of the four post one, it's possible. It says that the only time it's kosher is if it's not more than 10. So within the same thing, under 10, an akhletan is kosher. And under 10, a kinoifas is possible. You just told me it has to be 10. Kinoifas are different, that they are very permanent. And permanent, a permanent bed creates oil. A sukkah is very permanent. That we said that it's a, a temporary within a permanent, but a sukkah is permanent. 
How come by sukkah you need ten tefachim? Something that's kavua, something that's permanent, doesn't require ten. We just said a kinoifus that's kavua, even less than ten. So why why sukkah different? Amri, you know what? It doesn't make sense what you're saying. You're talking about hilcha sukkah. A sukkah only becomes a sukkah when it's ten. But over here we're talking about hilchas oil, not hilcha sukkah. But masari, not yavi Allah. I can make oil that's less than ten tefachim. Omer Rav Dachliv Baravimi Omer Shmuel Hayashem bekila Araim. Just a quick halacha, interesting halacha that's brought down in Rashi here. When when you measure kinoifes, uh, these kind of things, where are you measuring from? Are you measuring from the floor, from here to here ten tefachim, or from the top of the mattress ten tefachim? So Rashi over here. The Shulchan Aruch says you, you measure from the floor. And Rashi says you measure from the mattress. Why? So they say that the Shulchan Aruch and the Rashi are not arguing. It's just a question where do the posts start? If the posts begin on the floor, so then you measure from the floor. But if the posts begin from the top over here, then you measure from the top. Omar Shmuel. Halach in the name of Shmuel. And then we're done for tonight. A person is, doesn't have pajamas, he's not wearing anything, and he's inside a kila. He's inside one of these. There's a halacha when it comes to the kriyashma that your head cannot see your erva. So you can't be naked, you have to wear clothing. So what if a person is inside a sleeping bag or something called a kila? So it depends. If the kila is not a oil, it's not like a whole room. It's more like a sleeping bag. So all you do is poke your head out of the bag. Your, your body is in the bag. Your head is outside of the bag. And mainly you can say Krishma. But if this is considered an oil, then it doesn't help if you stick your head out of the, the, the oil. If you're in a house and you stick your head out of the house but you're naked, your head goes with its body. Where's your roiv? In the house. So your head is with the, the, the body. And your body sees the erva. And may let's also say, So that's the whole Allah here. You stick your head out. You say, But we see the opposite. You're not allowed to take out your head. What do you do? The whole difference in the two is if it's taller than 10 or not. That if it's taller than 10, it's no longer like a beggar. Rashi uses the lotion of a beggar. You hear? This kilo. It's like an oversized robe. You're wearing clothing, and it's okay. But if it's ten tefachim, nobody wears something that's ten tefachim, ten feet away from you, to, uh, three feet away from you. Over there it says in the Braisa, a great example. If you're standing in your house, naked, you don't stick your head out the window and say, it's not going to work. So you see that it has to do with how big this kilo is. And then the Gemara says, Allah, interesting Allah. A house is different than a kila. Why? By a kila, by this, we said, since it's a temporary kind of structure, so it depends how tall it is. If it's less than 10 tefachim, it's like a beged. But a house, a brick home, can never be a beged. And mainly even less than 10 tefachim, it's considered a house. And it's not going to help you sticking your head out of the window of a house, even a tiny little house. Less than 10 tefachim is not considered, I'm serious, 
So less than 10 Tvachim is no better than a Kinoifas. And a Kinoifas, we said, is a Kavua. And Kavua is not going to help you taking out your head. Have a wonderful day. Wish me luck. If anybody needs to schmooze 3, 4 in the morning, I'm available. I, I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. I have to prepare two shiurim, one for tomorrow morning, one for tomorrow evening.